All right, it's Zillaraka here, Call Out Culture Podcast. While we were uh, recording this newest episode, we forgot to mention the new single coming from the new album from Grift Company. That's me. That's Curly Castro. The album's called Too Many Secrets. The first single is called Company Dro. Not Company Flow. Company Dro, featuring Open Mike Eagle, produced by Dose4GW. You can download this joint at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. If you fuck with Call Out Culture, Wrecking Crew, you'll like it. All right, peace. Enjoy the single. I set my ritual on stun for war. About to partake in the greenest of choices. This sour diesel I cop from dice clay. Side effects include cough, lungs, and loss of voice. I'm Curly Castro, of course I roll thick. Smoke out of funnels like the horn of plenty. The vials hollow at the end of the session. About to hit this train wreck, cause I'm running on them. Yeah, yeah. I keep her where she can't reach me Cause she don't know how to go easy Zero to sixty And so daytime puffin' is risky She'd have me on the couch Stuck listening to pixies Don't fuck with us though Not even once though Cause I'm a one woman man If you must know She's in the see-through fit In the front row Public hair's green collar Queen of the jungle No go for that run of the mill Sense a mill, grass for those Jack and Jill's. They hit the crop with those stupid haze drops, trying to fool the people by upgrading the smell. Hell, like we can't tell when the plant's not nuclear. They try to scheme, it's the streets regime. So cease and desist on my open air vibe in those colored bags that camouflage the green. Yo, company, yo, the fire burns slow. Welcome back to another exciting installment of Call Out Culture, your favorite podcast that's on some of the podcast platforms. This is America. I'm your host. Don't touch you slipping, no. Alaska, for today's episode anyway, I will be acting as the host. 
and uh, I'm here with my friends Zilla Rocca and Curly Castro. And today Greetings we're going to have a, a debate or a discussion, I guess. I don't know if it's a debate because I don't know your feelings on either, if anybody's taking the positive or the, the affirmative or the negative on this conversation. Um, but we're talking about album lengths and EP lengths and what's the difference and what's going on with the culture now and how that's varied over time. And I don't really have an opinion on this, so I'm going to let Castro and Zilla run a lot of it while I snicker in the background and make fun of everything. So whoever wants to start, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, so uh, it's fascinating to think about this because we are in a genre that, uh, I mean, what was like the first rap albums? Like, What, what were like the length of those? Like um, like LL radio, they're like eight songs, like nine songs, eight ten songs. Yeah, yeah. Like they really was following the rules. So let let's let's break that down. Um, Alaska, what are the what are the official rules of album length? So an EP is anything between a single and a full length album. Traditionally, it's three to five songs, according to the gotcha. you know the online comparison I looked up. And an LP is, I guess, you know, anything more than five songs, maybe. Um, it's usually. I thought it was nine. The, the term was considered basically for vinyl. The term was created for vinyl. vinyl. Yes. Right. Yes. So it's something okay. that would fill up an actual vinyl. Yeah. So Long player, extended player. Whereas EPs were usually, it would have either it could be like the you know the twelve inch size, you know, like a regular record size, and it would be the same program on both sides or right. it would be on a, a like a smaller size album like a 45 right. um so, so it was tied specifically to the form the recorded format yes so right. but for some reason we're still very tied to this idea as a culture because i guess it was the way that you know recorded music was for however many years yeah, yeah. Um, and and that was, I think, due to the limitation of the platforms at the time. Right. Right. So the more songs you tried to put on a record, you would either have to have double vinyl, triple vinyl, or mm -hmm. the sound quality would drastically drop. Same gotcha. thing with cassettes. You didn't want to have, you know, a professional grade cassette. The longer each side was, the less quality of the actual cassette. Right. I didn't know that. So that's yeah. That's why you that. would you would often have double cassettes versus having you know, something that's like 45 minutes on each side. You're like, even wow. if you would buy blank tapes, like a 90 minute blank tape would, would go to hell way faster than like a, like a 30 minute blank tape or a 60 minute yeah. blank tape. I never thought about it like that, but that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a good point. Okay. So, all right. So if we're, if we're like anywhere from 30 to 60 years removed from these things as the only viable ways to hear music. Right. So then, uh, so then, and then it kind of makes sense for Kanye and his campaign last year to say the Nas album is a Pusha T album, seven songs are the album. Because it's not tied yeah. to anything. Boo! No yeah, but just, but, but just but think about it. But no, but just think about it. Like, if <laughs> I know, saying, but I, I want to attack it. It's more than we're, five we're gonna songs. We're going to bring him up. If we're going to bring right. him up, for Christ's sakes. And I really don't want to talk about him much with this, but. I think his thing was uh, it was a style push. He was trying to push a style with the length of song seven, right? Right. It does mm -hmm. fit in the the definition, 
But right before then and after then, it didn't do any drastic things to lunch. So here we go. So back in the day, we're talking Run DMC and them stuff. It was like, let's get 10 with 11 songs, mm-hmm. right? A, a record. And how often were they dropping records back then? Like once every, every other, every other mean, year, every <sighs> other year ish. Like not not every year. They weren't doing it every year yet. Well, it was mainly and like like, like singles, a collection right. of songs and like singles. It wasn't right. like so. Let's just say con- a two year campaign on each record. So then every record is like two three years apart. Mm-hmm. Then you get a then you get another eleven songs. Dude, I don't okay. think they were that far apart. I think you're misremembering that. Because they had like four albums by 1990. And they didn't really come out until but like they 86. started in 80s. Okay. All right. Raising so, right. Hell. King of Rock. You know what I'm saying? It's like the albums came out fast. They came out fast. But then LL, he has a bunch, but he slowed down a bit. Because it was like, just because it was singles. It was like a, a place to collect singles. Like all albums mostly were that, you know, outside of like prog rock. I don't, I don't want to get stuck on that. So then where was the big. Um, Track jump CDs that in the so 90s, to me it's strictly CDs, CDs. Yeah. okay, because that's where you get to like the day the law, 90- like, yeah, like, like yeah. I said, when I was texting you guys earlier today, like, when I, I pulled out my CD of Day La Soul is Dead, and there are literally 27 tracks. Now, wait, I want Day La is the special case because of the skits. Do we have an example of something? There's only just... four skits plus oh, an yeah, intro, they had little, but they had so there's 22 joints, stuff. yeah. 22 Who had like joints. 18 straight joints? That's somebody like Royal Flush, like Ghetto Millionaire. Um, Rayquan? I mean, well, well, yeah, like, but by the time you get like post Dayla, then there's like the, the the puffed up track listing for because people felt like they had to have skits to pad out the the overall right. number of songs. So once right. you get to the CD era, it's like, how do we justify charging eighteen to twenty dollars for this? Oh, well, look, there's eighteen songs instead of ten. I. I... I kind of remember that starting a little bit later down the line, though. Because, okay. like, you know, I think when people were first doing it, they were still looking at it as albums, and the other formats were still available. Right. Because sure. people didn't have the technology sure. to necessarily play CDs. So once it hit that critical mass where it became all CD. Yes. Then we go into the maxi single. Over. We go into the maxi single and the full length. No yeah. EPs really anymore. No. So then, all right. So think about this. So what? All right. So if we're gonna. So, but the, the thing we're, we're leaving out then is the mixtape, because the mixtape. But the mixtape is an aberration. You have 30, 40 tracks on that. Thing. Yes. One right. verse that also tracks. Came does after that count? The, the CD, like right. The, so that yeah. Came the, right. After the the, the Daylight CD bubble, let's call yeah. it that. Because that was so, the combination okay. we're talking about: CD production and the Daylight um, massive songs, interludes, uh, little instrumental pieces like remember they would have that type of stuff and skits. yeah so then think about okay so but but, all right but then so go back to original thinking about formats right and like what what the hell is the point of making or like labeling something or making something a certain length it's like uh, us as rappers and then us as rap fans what how did we view our own music or people's music when it was like oh shit look this got 27 joints Versus, this has ten. Like, I remember what, looking at those as inferior at some point. Like Shaq <laughs> has like nineteen songs, yeah. I'll, and I'll then Shaq. Alanis, Alanis Morissette, or Fiona Apple has like twelve. Ten. I'm like, right? Ten, yeah, ten. You know, yeah, ten on like title yeah, or something. Whatever, like, right. So I'm like, uh, 
Like really, I, I know that's a cross genre, but we we still now <laughs> now you didn't have to hold a rap album comparing it to Shaq's album. They had the same length. But you when you would look at other genres, you'd be like, well, they only got like like Maxwell has like eight songs on like Embry or something like that. Like what's happening? Yeah. Or, but right. it, it becomes a matter of quality control. And I think when you start okay. doing like 18, 19, 20 tracks, because think about like Wu-Tang Forever, right? Oh, I was going to say Wu-Tang. Okay. Watch, watch what you're about to say to me. I'm, I'm not going to shit on it. <laughs> no, I, no, I like no. the record. But Red Man there's is a tracks on there that don't too. need to be on a fucking record. Yes. For sure. Right? Even, and they even made that like, a double you know, record. Two years after that, that would have just all been on one CD. It would have been like 19 yeah, two tracks years before on that. CD. It would have been right two years before that. I thought it came out ninety five. All right, but then like, out. what about like um, life after death? The weird same thing that sucks. On there? But um, all right, it, that should have been an EP. Bear with, bear, <laughs> Relax, Alaska. Bear with me for like okay. a Biggie stand, right? For yeah. a Biggie stand, like I am. There's really no fat on that record because of all the styles he's flexing. So you're like, well, let's keep this song because he's flexing that style, whether the song is that good or not. Like the you know, there's a lot. There's like at least I don't know. Z, help me out. It's seven to eight songs that are just about style flex that we would love to keep. I mean, but they're not also really like, like they're also. I mean, every song had a purpose. Like he he every song is a concept song on that record. Like there's no yeah. there's like one or two songs where he's just rapping for the sake of rapping. Like right. every song is about like whatever stories and whatever. But I I I, I guess it's like if. if why why was rap always like flipping because like you said fiona apple fiona apple was doing nine ten song albums but i i think you also have to go back and look in like the late 70s and early 80s where rock got super self-indulgent and they started putting uh, double out yeah you know it's, true. it's sort of that age in the genre like metallica, where, how big were those how long like those big were those big long yeah, they were like still <laughs> coming out with 74 minute records i mean there were eight songs but there were 74 minutes yeah but they have, yeah, they but would yeah, have yeah, six, right. six seven minute joints yeah yeah with, with changes and all that stuff in there, I mean, yeah, remember so. what's the name sign of the times by prince is a double album yes it is it's like 87 that's but like then you know what else but to me all right so check this out michael jackson thriller is lean but history is like this mammoth. Is so much shit on that, or dangerous? Because thriller, yeah. Because thriller, thriller is a vi- is the vinyl era. It's nine songs. Yeah, it's a yeah, perfect. You flip it right, over, right? So like, is dangerous like a triple CD? Like I know history is like four CDs. I know I get that. But like, well, wasn't history like, like greatest hits or no? Yeah, then yeah, a couple yeah, new yeah, joints. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a couple new joints. All right, so back it. Let's go back to like dangerous. Right, there's a lot on there. Yeah, there's a lot of different songs on there. So it's like. But that CD, like the, you're saying, and also that was like a video with the multimedia. Like, what about that stuff, y'all? Like, not only are you stuffing records with tracks. Remember the CD-ROM and you flip it yeah. over. Oh, enhanced CD, like, enhanced CD. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but it was more. It was more about like like delivering the most amount of content you could. Because, but all right, that point at that point we're skipping two years. Am I am I right now? Those CD-ROM days, like you're getting only two every two years, you're getting stuff on these people. Alaska, we I bring it up like that because me and Z always talk about the scarcity. I really of, even uh, remember the enhanced CD like that. Well, they, the scarcity of contact you had with these artists, you only knew them with these little spots: their album, maybe a tour, and then they yeah, a couple magazine interviews, and, you know, and that's it. Then it's then it's like desert for like a whole year. Like you don't, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So well, that's why you always had your remix singles. Yeah, right. But what about when those shits were included on the CD? 
Like, they didn't come out later by themselves. Like, I remember Fuji, the score, there's seven remixes at the end of that thing. Yeah, they put out a remix project afterwards, too. But then isn't... Sorry, I'm just... I mean, maybe I'm I'm misconflating. Like, you know, you would basically, like, this sort of album run was you would have two to three singles mm-hmm. off your album. Right. So you'd have, like, the lead single that's sort of, yep. like, just the I'm going to be here. Then there's... The leak. The single yeah. that comes out right before the record drops. Right. And then there's the single that comes out, like, two months later. Right. And usually that single is going to have a remix version that's going to be like the Pete Rock remix featuring Craig Mack and right. North. So right. X. Yeah. Right. You know, so like that was sort of like how we kept in the, <clears throat> in the frame back then. Hey, Call Out Culture listeners, this is Alaska. Uh, I finally made a commercial because I finally taken to the project of putting all of my music into one page. I had numerous pages spread throughout the internet, but now you can find my full catalog, everything I've done at one spot. It is thatrapperalaska.bandcamp.com. That's me, Alaska, a.k.a. That Rapper Alaska. Dot bandcamp.com. Give it a listen. If there's anything you like, break a full off. Peace. Go ahead. So let's come. I, I want to come to present day. I want to yeah. come to present day because present day is an interesting thing. Now we have people, and I'm one of those people sometimes. They have like seven songs on something. It's $40. You know what I mean? Like the the the, the, the gouging of prices we've, we've been doing recently. Not gouging. That's just lack of a better term. So like. Because now, all right, now I find us saying project. Mm. That's a project. more accurate Somebody's term, I think. Project. Right, so it doesn't lend to length. It doesn't lend to classification. This is a project. This project, got, like, so our good friend of ours, Sean Wizard, when he does his reality stones, when he does his stone series, let's see, what else, about seven, eight songs, right? Yeah. Seven. yeah. And I don't look at those as, like, EPs. Those are, like, projects to me. Yeah, you know, so uh, so it's just interesting. All right, so let's think know, about how... this then. So think about this, ready? Right. So here's the other thing that's fascinating about length and all this, right? And this, and this is only specific to rap, which is kind of cool. The whole mixtape thing, right? When you know, so mixtapes first were like actual like DJ mixtapes, you know, helmed by DJs to collect the hottest songs out, remixes, whatever. Then you get right. to like the the rappers becoming the star of the mixtape. Where you know they right. can do twenty to forty songs and freestyle over industry right. joints, new songs, test out some songs, exclusive. exclusives. Exclusive then when yeah. then like you know, but that was still like on actual CDs and horrible tape. quality. I just want horrible to say quality. quality, horrible quality, right? Very bad, right? So then you get like to the online mixtape where you can just upload seventy songs can be a mixtape, right? But yeah. so, so then it became a thing where like you know mixtapes start getting reviews and picked as like albums of the year. And it was like that line. It blurred that line. So I'm I'm saying like I think it's the shift to like this whole like non designated thing of project. I think it landed there because of the prominence of mixtapes like ten years ago and what and like the Wayne mixtape run, the G Unit mixtape run, the DJ drama shit. But those people started saying like that was an album and they had length. They had like 
How many tracks was on those Joe? Oh, the, Joe the, Button joints? Uh, uh, mood music joints, like seventeen to twenty plus. Yeah. So even with that, so then, so then his albums were mixtapes because he was a commercial artist who couldn't get released on a label. So he was putting out his album as a quote unquote like like a mixtape became a free for all to be like promotional thing, illegal things, things a label didn't want you, you know, they weren't going to put on your album, but this already paid for. All right, I want us to consider this monkey wrench into this thing. So we're talking about you know we're following mainstream. Let's let's splash some underground in there. So how come Aesop Rock and and um I'm gonna use Atmosphere are able to do EPs? How come hmm. that works for those two? Brother Ali did he? Yeah, um, but I'm saying, I just want to use, let's just use Atmosphere and Aesop. Atmosphere with the okay. sad clowns. A lot, a lot and all of that. Yeah. And head tapes. I don't know. All that stuff that Ron well, said. You know, excuse me. I think yeah. a lot of that stuff came around for touring purposes. So that was more niche. Yeah, so those were sold on the road. You're right. That is true. Yeah, so, mm. that, so that true. was sort of like. There's a lot a of, on of radio road play and stuff, TV. Right? We're going to put out yeah. these things so we have something to make money off of at the show. Like, we used to put out Hangar 18 had mixtapes. Mm. And it was just like, it was like the legit mixtape format, like one or two original songs. Mm. And we would just rap over like Jadakiss beats. <laughs> That's perfect. And, you know, like that. But it was, we did it so we could have something to sell on the road. Something that's like, here, our album's been out for four years. Because mm. we can't get this fucking album put out. But it and seems then... like to me, <laughs> I'm saying like it seems like a definitive line. Like Nas has done only one mixtape officially, yeah. the Lost Tape. Right. But Nas wouldn't do an EP. Whereas some people would argue that you know this is an argument that Aesop Rock's EPs are they're more favorite than his his album. So I'm you know I'm just curious. As well. You know, so it's just. It's just a cure, you know what I'm saying? But now I can do an EP if he wants, but you know, he's not going to. He and well, Nasir is a fucking EP. That's not a that's not a yeah. fully realized album. That's like we're gonna do some shit in two weeks. Yeah, in but then at the same time, Aesop Rock is not gonna collect his lost tapes and put that out of fifty. He would he would yeah. think that's you know what I'm saying? So it's just but I think these it. things are more about us than they are about the artists. That's true. Mm. Like, you know, it's more about the fan and needing to dissect everything. Like, yeah, I think a lot of this goes to, to Barry saying Illmatic is an EP. Right. He says it all the time. Vietnam. Yeah. yeah, he always says that. But it, but he says it as an adjective, though. Does he really believe that? He says it because yes. he knows it'll piss people off. He really believes it. And he says that he's basing that off. So some people think Illmatic is 10 songs. It's really not. Yeah. It's really like, well, no, I think it's not. I think it's, I think it's eight songs in the intro. The no, Genesis. It's 10 songs in the intro. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I just think it's... Uh... Yeah, but there's that one song that's not a song. There's like nine nine tracks. Yeah, the Genesis joint. Yeah, the intro from yeah, the Wild Style yeah. shit. So all right, so but I, but those yeah those are some long songs he has on the hook. Like those does he are not, consider uh, J. Rue's Sun also rises to be an EP because it's also the same. It's got like one song. It is nine talking, mm. and it's nine songs. Yeah, he has a bunch. Yeah, he has a bunch of talking joints. But wait, but there's still like fourteen, fifteen on that. I don't know. No. I you, you know, you know who was the, the ultimate. The ultimate. Oh, um, you're right. You're right. You're right. I was thinking of rap and a math. I remember yeah. all my Janet Jackson shit. She would always okay. have the fucking fifteen interludes, where she would just be like, oh, pretend to be poetic, joy. talking and shit in between songs <laughs> for no reason. She'd be like, you know, when the wind comes down, 
My lover yeah. caresses me. And then it goes or to the next ever, song. Or you ever see the ones where it's just a conversation her and her girls on Velvet Rope? It was like two of those conversations. And then, you know, mm-hmm. I guess they laugh at the end and then. Yeah, that, that shit is built for that, a CD that, that's, skip. That's like, that is the most skippable shit. like artistic. All right, then Far Side. All right, so let's get to this one. Because um, me <laughs> and Z were talking about this one last week. Okay. What about, I, I, I didn't get an exact example. We were probably embarrassed artists. What about those albums where the interlude before the song? So this is the fridge interlude, then the fridge comes on. Yeah. The rifle interlude, uh, the rifle, uh, the rifle skit, then the skit, then the rifle comes on. Some of our, you know, our artists, I think Raekwon has done that a couple of times, like later on. Or that what shit is mad is self-indulgent, man. Like that, I think that was that, that's like the equivalent of late 70s, early 80s rock before rock turned to punk. Mm. Okay. Like I think that yourself. it. It was you just artists being like, we could do whatever the fuck we want. And yeah, you can. But I think it's also like, should you? Like there, there needed to be a phase where artists learned, you know, I can do anything, but should I? Everybody was really, Daylight was the example. And, and yeah. they, they set the standard. But everybody was trying to be like the chronic. Yeah. Where that, those skits seem so natural. Or Wu-Tang, those skits mm-hmm. come across so natural. And it, it creates such an atmosphere. You're like, oh, we're going to do it for our crew. I'm pretty sure there's Dipset skits. Um, mm-hmm. St. Louis oh, there's a lot of Dipset skits. skits. There's a oh, lot what of What about Ludacris? Don't Ludacris have a bunch of uh, little interludes he does and talking and shit? Of course. Um, but, but then there's also... Here's the difference. Here's the difference, though. Who's perfect oh, I, I guess they... I got one. Here's, it's funny. It's, uh, rest in peace, John Singleton. I just read a, a piece on him today about how yeah. when he was writing That's Boys in the Hood movie, he was listening to NWA, and he was mm. talked about how he loved listening to their shit because in the middle of songs they would have like interludes and skits. He was like Dre yes. would put shit in there, like so you would see what he was talking about, like you know. Then, then these dudes hopped out the whip, and you would hear the car stop. Er, hey man, hey dog. Yeah. Like he, so yeah. they were giving you like a visual element, like as we said back then, you would only get maybe one or two videos off your album right. and the tour, a couple, you, you know, magazines. Could you see the videos? Where they on the video channels you had access to if you didn't have cable and mm-hmm. all that other weirdo shit. But like right. it's way more scary to hear Method Man be like, "What motherfucker? I fucking, I fucking like that is terrifying." But those you know are what I mean? in, like, so, but what are we talking about? Because those things are in song. So when it's in a song, there's a little right. difference between it being its own individual track five, track yeah. nine. You know what I mean? Like, um, Farside did good on their skit, so I don't, I love all their shit. They just sound like cats having fun, but. The album could have been leaner. All that shit yeah. could have been. Lab Cab in California is 22 tracks. 20, uh, yeah, that's a long up, fucking album. That's a long record. I think... <laughs> yeah, like, so I, 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 think, I think the fascination, it goes... I'll go ahead, Lance. What's that? You were about uh, to say something last year? Yeah. I was going to say, I, I think it just got to the point where everything got with the CD era, where it's like, you have this time that I'm going to fill, and yeah. it doesn't matter if it serves the project or not, because right. it's serving right. our bottom line and it's serving our ego. Right, mm. so like Method Man, what's it? The Tikal 2.0 or whatever the fuck it's called. Ooh, Judgment 2000. Day. 2000. 2000. Yeah. 20 flat or 21 or something like that. So this back to back fucking skits on that record. Yes. Yes. How about that? And that's a shame because <laughs> like, like if you, if you strip that album down, it's a banger. That album's got and do the skits have anything to do with each other or they just nah like, nah nah. He's got a Donald that. Trump wow. skit. He's got a Chris Rock skit. There's wow. just there's just shit happening all over that album. Yeah, and it's just basically self indulgence. It's like, 
And it makes sense, man. It's like, you know, they've had their success. Mm-hmm. They, you know, are basically the man wherever they go. And it's like, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want. But it also led it's to their fall. It's hip-hop crack. Yeah, everybody and it, it happens to everybody. All right, so let me hit y'all with um, Prince Among Thieves. Lots okay. of skits. But yeah. that was the tendon for the muscle of the, of the story. So, like, did y'all feel like that was too long? No, because... That that because like that that would have been like a Netflix show right now. Yeah, yeah. Like th- that would have been a Netflix series. That wouldn't have been an album. You know what okay. I mean? It would have been an I album after broke, the Netflix show came down. out. Right, right. But like, but back then, you're talking '99 when that dropped. Like, yeah. And and Prince Paul, yeah. who created the fucking skit, like, of course he he should he should make the ultimate skit album. All right, I'm I wasn't a fan. But the certain way, like some Southern artists hit, they needed to hit like this. Like, all right, um, Eight Ball lost that double album. Or like um, the No Limit. Um, I don't know if y'all remember. There was a No Limit like mixtape, but it was a full release. And they had the, the golden tank on the front. Mm-hmm. It was like the bejeweled mm-hmm. tank. And it had everybody on there. Kane and Abel. Right. Like, it was like, we'll splash you with all. And that was like 18 tracks. But they mm-hmm. were all tracks that so many artists they were trying to break. Mr. Servon, all them guys are on it. <sighs> Mr. Servon. And I remember if you only got one No Limit thing, you would want to get this thing with all of that on there. So I thought there was a, there's an existence, there's a, there's a, there's a level of existence that that's required. Like I said, if you're going to get one thing of this crew, you get that mega large yeah. mixtape type thing. But that's almost like that. a label compilation, though. That's not. Right. Yeah. Like you're not looking yeah. at that as like a creative vision from start to end. That's true. That's true. Okay. So when when's the last time you really played an album that was longer than fourteen songs? And like you played that uh, bitch. Oh, played it from front to back. Yeah. So check this out. I got In a current story. Times. It's not even deep. I don't know which record it was, but because these current day records are 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, I was listening. It, it was either like. J Rock's 90059, I think that's the the number. Or it was um Schoolboy Q's um Habits and Contradictions. And I was just that on a shuffle thing. I was just doing something and I was shuffling. And I felt the mark where I would be done with other people's albums. Like I could skim through the mugs and um uh, uh the mugs in my comedy Like skim I yeah, I could listen to every song, go through them and it's over in 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So my body kind of knows. So I remember hitting a moment. I don't remember which record it was, but it was J-Rock's or Schoolboy. And I was like, oh, sorry, y'all. It was um Absol. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, that's like a long album. And more joints. Like, it was blowing my mind. I was like, there's 10. Like, you scroll up to see how many more are left in the shuffle queue. And I was like, damn, it was like 10. Because I was looking for a certain song, um, Terrorist Threat. Oh, and it was like shit. eight that's songs down, and I already listened, I think, to seven songs. And I was like, yo, this thing. And that was an admin long ago, where my body and my ear knows that around 30, 40 minutes, boom, I'm done. I can listen to Hiding Places by Billy Woods, one sitting. I can listen right. to Paraffin, one sitting. You know, for that 40 minutes fits right in. I could, you know what I'm saying? The same length of time I would spend watching a show, I like my albums to be about that length or shorter. So I can just give them that type of devotion, boom, and I'm I'm listening to like I enjoy now listening to a full record than I used to than I used to skip around the songs back in the day. I enjoy the full experience more now, even if I have to make time. Well, I think like, like Red Man records uh, were long as shit. 
Red yeah, he Man had a lot of good stuff too. Who's that? Yeah. Red, Red Man. Man. Oh yeah. Red Man. He would yeah. do the Doctor Travis skits. He would do Uncle Quilly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would do all that shit. Uncle Quilly. Yeah, that that shit was pretty. Cobra. What's up? Well, there's the one where his the niece comes and asks him for a quarter. He's like a quarter. Quarter full. There was the other one where it's a chicken heads uh, convention. And they walk by like, "Hey, Uncle Quilly." He's like, "You think you funny, bitch? Your mama, you fat footed heifer." He's like, "And I can smell them glue on your on your toenails way the fuck over here." Like, I know they your real nails, bitch. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I guess the skits and the bloated. You, oh, you know who, whose album more recently was like trapped in 1997 and had skits everywhere? It was the last Locks album. Oh, God. And it was I called mean, it was like... Trapped in 1997, that seems appropriate. The album, it really is, because there was like press conference skits, skits talking about being older and hating all young dudes maybe with their pants, and then skits Shit, talking... Did they like, bring in the mad rapper? I, it might as well have, but I was I was sitting there, I was like, yo, this album came, it was probably like 2017, 2016 to drop. And I was, you know, curious about, because there was like a premiere beat on there, which was not really memorable, but I was sitting there, I was like, wow, there's like many skits on this fucking album. And, and they were signed like Rock Nation. It's amazing. And doing it still. It was bizarre. So speaking of this just made me think of something as far as skits go. Remember there was a period where there were actual skit artists? So like the Mad Rapper? Like Mad Rapper, yeah. Oh, or pain like in Pain in the Ass. ass. Yeah, um, that was funny. Even like on Ice Cube's re- records, he had like the J.D.'s Gafflin skits oh, on like man. two or three of them. There was just like yeah, dudes then, that were there for skits. Oh, oh, remember Kanye had them on his first couple albums? Broke, 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 flat broke. Yeah. We ain't got it. Like he had that, I think it was D-Ray was doing all them shits. Yeah, and he had uh, Bernie Mac on it too. No, no, that was D Ray pretending to be Bernie Mac. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was that was. I thought Bernie it was Bernie Mac. Mac. Mr. West. Yeah. Yeah. That was D Ray pretending to be. I just can't even motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was him. Nah. Yeah, you're right. There was like skit artists. Yeah. And like, what's the name? Would always have um like Prince Paul would always have his homie uh, Newkirk. Yeah. Do all the skits and, like uh, play the keys or talk and shit. Death Row had um. What was the comedian's name? It was Ricky something. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he had Sam Sneed and Ricky. Um, that, that was a, yeah, a comedian he was from a Def, comedian, Def Jam. Yeah, yeah he died. Um, Ricky something. He was one yeah. that said, Snoop Doggy Dog, need to get a job, a job. Yeah. It was that dude. That oh, dude. He was great. He was like the one that did like the W Balls radio yeah. station <laughs> DJ as well. <laughs> w Balls. I guess, I guess it's like. Like anything else, like the the first two or three people that had the idea, like did it great, and then everyone was like, "Oh, that's what I have to do now." Yeah, come down to I, execution, I just have to do right? it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's totally. <sighs> so I I think it's fascinating now where like no one expects you to put out more than ten songs, eleven songs. Yeah, I think people are kind of like, "Yeah, I'm good. I don't want any more than that. Thank you." I think we've kind of learned though too. Like, there's no real need to do more than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like with us, it's like, you know, uh, I you know what it was too. Like the game breaker for me too was like Mad Villain. Yeah. Because I remember like getting that on an iPod and seeing like the sheer number of songs on the playlist, and then playing it on shuffle, 
and being like, oh, that song's over. Oh, yeah. that song's over. I was like, one verse, no hook. Yeah. Two verses, no hook, just talking. Oh, I was like, damn, you could do that in rap? Yeah. Because everything before, like when I listen to rap now and I listen to like three verse songs, I would be like, man, I, I don't even know last time I wrote a three verse song. Yeah, like, unless I was I telling mean, a story. Yeah, I, I I wrote a couple on our project. Yeah. But yeah, I, a I couple. Like 230 at the most. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm I'm fine. I, I can't handle, like, I don't know. You'd be, like, really doing something special. And the beat changes. Yeah. And I think there's a thing now. Like, if you're going to have, like, quote unquote longer songs, there's going to be a beat switch or, like, another art. Like, there's going to be two people on there, three you people. You got to do something. Yeah. You got to do something. Yeah, I got. What's it going, people? This is Curly Castro here. Just reminding y'all that my album, Tosh, is still available. You can find it at a number of places, mainly backwithstudios.com, wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. And if you just see me in the street, you know, holla at the kid. Alright? Thank y'all for all y'all support. One. Uh, real quick question, y'all. How long was um, Meteora? I'm, I'm thinking about Lincoln that. Park. Yeah, that's that second <sighs> one. Not that first little. A couple jams. The first on one it. was like punk. Yeah, I feel theory. like that shit was long as shit. The second one um, because they were successful. The second one had some hip hop shit on there. And it was actually kind of dope. There's yeah. like two, two or three hip hop joints in there. Were actually, but what, pretty what's, hot. what's 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 about that merit? Like you get successful, people dig your sound, so now you're like doubling up on your next record in terms of like songs. Like yeah, I don't know, you know. But you also say, don't. I, just, I mean, Alaska would notice. But, but here's the thing: Alaska would notice the best. But wait, what, isn't there like a cutoff with the labels and publishing where like? Any tracks over ten or eleven, you don't make money on them. Oh, I never heard. Oh, that. oh, yeah. There's, there's like a whole thing with your with your royalties, like what with the album, where like the anything over ten, eleven tracks on an actual album, the artist doesn't collect off that. Hmm. I never heard. Like you, you, you get you get sales, but you don't get like the the mechanical royalty. I believe off like like they're they're like that literally would be there, there's. There, there, no, there's, there's a, a, a literal limit that they'll pay no, you I believe for you, on an album. That's, that's kind of weird because then no, that, it's always been that's, there. That, I'm not making that. I'm not making more than eleven trucks. <laughs> it's my ass. I'm never doing it. Well, we need. I don't care what you need. One, right. two, three, four, five. You see that little dry race board? Eleven joints on there. That's how Kanye do it. That's right. how many's on this project. God damn it. I, I don't know. I've never been in a situation. Um, Alaska, have you been in a situation where the labels ask you for like more cuts? Like to make no, it just sort of. I mean, we've had no nothing where they ask for more cuts, different okay. cuts maybe, but not more. Yeah, but but not like hey, we you could throw a couple more on here. Like no. All right, Z, have you ever had an instance where you cut a couple of songs and then kind of put some more on there to keep like you know what I mean? <sighs> Did you cut something for length, but then like came back and just gave a whole brand like it it turned. I mean, it, at first it seemed like length, and then it. You had a better song, you put that shit on there anyway. 
You know, like, uh, well, I mean, the only thing we're doing, like, now, like, us pressing up these releases, you know, uh, Future Former Rapper CD available now, Hard Boiled CD available now, Wu Tang Pulp CD Wu-Tang available. Pulp CD available now. 96 Mentality CD coming shortly. Coming soon. Um, with, with those shit specifically, we were like, let's, let's, let's put extra shit only on the CD. So, like, right. those CDs maybe have. 10 like parboil was like seven songs i made the cd like 10 or 11 right. you know right. future form rapper i put on like three songs on there for wu-tang Paul, we put three songs on but like i wouldn't mm-hmm. never like well, we shout out those Small projects Professor when they did in 86 witness let's yeah, do that they, let's they talk about that. our boys so yeah so so we did it with that like the way him and coal mine records they did i think the sean p album is 10 songs including right. one, remix. Song, one remix and, and then they were like they padded out the CD only. Oh, they took Highway Robbery with. Oh no, yeah, Land of the Crooks, the Land of the Crooks joint with, with Sean P. So like they padded out the CD, but even with that, you're still nowhere near like the 74, 79 minute mark of like regular rap CDs from the late nineties. So even with oh, us, well, I mean, we're LL going Cool J. CDs. No, LL Cool J would do shorter records, wouldn't he? Mr. Smith is like 11, 12 songs. Probably. I mean, Bust is the king of the fucking eighteen to twenty-four oh, track album. Oh Constant. man, y'all, you just hurt my 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 heart, my hip hop. Constant from the beginning, Busta. Busta from the beginning, oh, yeah. dude. He was banging out eighteen yeah. to twenty, and and minimal and skits, only, like maybe three a skits. skits. Yeah, there's a couple of skits. I was gonna say there's a couple of skits. Most of those things are mini songs, or or you just know, him talking that fucking end of the world right. shit. Yeah. Oh, remember there mm-hmm. was the one with the voice changing in the beginning of his album. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And voice got worse one, and worse one. and worse. Yeah, the whole yeah. I, th- I think that was ELE. I think that's ELE. I think ELE. ELE, maybe. yeah, that's ELE. Yeah, yeah, that might be ELE. It's ELE or Anarchy. It's one of those two. So like, I don't know, y'all. I mean, oh man. So check this out, Alaska. Me and Zillow used to be consistent with putting like movie clips in our record, right? Yeah. And then I just dropped the record where there's basically no clip on Tosh. Like, yeah. There's one clip. Yeah, there's something on Tosh. There's uh oh, the Mortimer Plano. Um, sample I use on the song, but other than that, in the song, so and then I don't think it was conscious because I I ain't gonna lie to you, I did call my engineer like, yo, can I put a skit? You know, I want I wanted to add his vocal sample, right? And he was like, no, it's kind of too late. I don't know, he was already mastering it. So, Z, what it Alaska, both of y'all, what do y'all think that is? Z, you know a little more personally because we did this together in Alaska. What do you think that is? Like, I used to do these little movie skits. I used to think that was necessary to tie in movies, and we actually have. A really successful album in our catalog, Slow Twilight, by the um, mm-hmm. Five O'clock Shadow Boxes, where that was like necessary. The skit was in there because it it really tied the whole project together. And now I put out a project with no damn skit. Oh, and I there's think, on, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, my think? philosophy with everything is if it serves a project, it's good. If it doesn't, get rid of it. So gotcha. if the skit is, you know, important to the project. Or if the the movie clip is important to the project, use it. But some motherfuckers have one like every song. Yeah, dude. You know, like I know, like Adam's family used to have tons of them. It was like, all right, enough. Now, what did y'all <laughs> use? Y'all use movie clips, or y'all talk like you know, y'all record it yourself? I'm more movie clips. Okay. I'm like a movie clips guy myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. But it's I also like, think we're movie clips guys because we watch really good television and we get really good quotes. Yeah, like, exactly. You know. You know what I'm saying? If you were just watching, I guess, Schmaltz instead of Mr. Robot, I'm not yeah. like sampling Benny Hill. Does he even talk? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, 
you know, so that's just yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think I it's, think it's, I think like, it's weird. Like when when people, like I've heard people's albums where like the the skit or the movie clip is on, and I'm like, that has nothing to do with this song or this album. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I can't like literally I can't nothing. Stand it. I nothing. really can't stand that. So like, what are we doing here? Like, I I really can't stand that. Like, what are we doing? Like, I have a few on this record actually. The one that you and I are doing. Oh uh, yeah. I got the the pinky toe thing, but that fits in the song. Yeah, Harlem Nights, right? Yeah, but that 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 goes right into the song. Yeah, yeah. I'm on that joint. And then uh, I have uh, so, like a yeah, that's, that's, that's on the Call Out Culture record. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, You're on the album. I I, I, there you go. Yeah, I am on the album because I'm on the podcast and I'm on some more songs too. So y'all keep trying to edge me out. I'll I'll make my own skit. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You're ridiculous. Yeah, I just I think it's like a stranger now where it, you can. I mean, I was listening to Super Duty Tough Work when they talk about Jay Electronica, where like he's never put out an album yeah. and has reaped all the benefits of a person who's put out five or six full catalog projects. And so, like, but he's had skits. He had skits on that Eternal Spotlight. That kind of there's a whole bunch yeah, of little that's, that's clips like one on like. Yeah, like that's basically an EP. But that's one long skit because he's using right. the movie stuff all through it, the sounds, you know. So you, you know, that's like a no. Skit he was to using like he was using part. like Charlie and what's the name, Willy Wonka. Charlie, Willy Wonka. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then and then he had like some weird like Indian shit with like some kids talking and another. All right, so then when did y'all put the um the firm album? <laughs> the, firm the firm album. album. <laughs> You've never listened to the like firm album. Nah. Really? Yeah, I, I could have. Alaska, come on, man. Like, I know, and I, I love you for it, but, but come on. Like, you didn't check it out once? Or... No, I never listened to it once. It oh, seems like was... this the All-Star. So, wait, you didn't watch All-Star Game for, like, no. much as you like? You didn't... No, I don't watch All-Star Game. that's what it is. CZ, that's but... what it is. No, it, it was just, it was at that time, I was only listening to, like, Juggernauts and Company Flow and... yeah. It's a philosophical like difference. Deep, deep that in underground were, shit. Oh, 97. Oh, yeah. yeah, you were right. You were deep into it. I, I, yeah. I got into it like right that year after year. So you were right there when it was happening. Because, yeah, because that, so like like, that was the scene at that time. The firm was typical all-star game. NBA all-star game. Had nobody playing defense. It was just you know, like, like that. Or baseball all-star games. A lot of home runs and shit. Like, that's what it was. So just to see them try. Like, just like Woo Massacre. Like you gotta oh. see them try, and then you know you 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 move on from there. And those <sighs> are two disasters. But I remember the firm having a lot of little skits because it was painting the universe, like it was them, you know, being this rap team or whatever like that. You know, yeah, I had to put sprinkles of Dr. Dre. Well, here's the thing: I would strongly urge everybody, including Alaska, not to listen to the firm album, but instead, but here's what you could do: you could listen to my reworked version of the album via Passion of the Weiss. Where I, I arranged it with actual dope angle. shit that they that they had because they they had joints all over DJ Clue mixtapes. They had remixes and outtakes that are all amazing. That they're like, no, nah, that doesn't go on the album. No, 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 we're not. Yeah, gonna but do that. you, you would, first of all, I couldn't get to it because of the Spotify stuff for a long time. So I don't even know half of these things you've redone. I, I, I've been meaning to break that to you. I haven't listened to any of them. To you, they're not on Spotify. Whatever they were YouTube, they're YouTube individual YouTube links. Yeah, I didn't want to. No, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. I was. All right, well, it's your loss, bro. 
I'm not. No, it's not my loss. And he talks, listeners. He talks about this stuff like it's the golden, <laughs> golden. Police. It's incredible. Four, I put a lot of time records. and thought into this. Did he it's rearranged and all that other stuff? It's you important. Someone needs to do this work because I'm not going to let these albums. Yeah, the firm needed to do that work, and they didn't do it exactly. They, they didn't. Did. So I, I will correct their mistake. The same way, if wow. I had editing software and time and a good laptop, I would re, but I would chop up the little, movie belly. There's a little arrogance to this type of practice. No, they don't want you mean? rearranging. What they don't, they don't want you touching and rearranging, moving. They would love it. Like it, was a, it, was a, it was a they stain for everybody. It, it was a stain. Oh, man. Dude, fucking Dre said that shit on his album. It was but like, I don't think my like, life is any better or worse because I don't listen to those records anymore. No, I mean, that's that's a, I can't I can't answer that basically because. <laughs> but I'm saying it's like to me it's like there's already better records of that style that I don't need to right. listen to that one. Yeah, I mean, gotcha. yeah, but I mean, but that's you know that's your own journey. All right, there's a group I like, really like, um, ADD. Um, ADD, they're disbanded yeah, now. Right. I was I was going ham with them. They they made this one project. It was like damn, they're perfect. Kind of long. Mm-hmm. Um, they flexed Black a lot Milk of was doing their shit right. Uh, yeah, I think they, they they had some um they had some interconnectivity. They were getting some. Yeah, um, some they were fucking with him. Yeah. And then I don't know something was going on with them internally because they had a second album, but they were selling it on the road like a last was alluding to, but it didn't come out. Come out. So it was like almost out, and then they dropped the EP, and then they were doing solo stuff. Um, I, I don't know why I really brought them up. Why do I know um, that name? I'm trying to think. Who are they? They ADD were like, they were like, like mid a plus 2000, Yeah, ADD out of, plus. Out of um, not Texas. Dallas. They were like in Dallas or Dallas, something. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. I remember that group. Yeah, They're and they cool. were running hard. They were pretty cool. Um, Pershawn P and the other guy, Slim Gravy. Okay. And and oh no, Z, they had this banging producer. Damn, I can't ADD remember his plus, name, but right? I. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, okay. and and they had this one producer that was doing a lot of this stuff. Oh, I forgot his name because I was following him. I wanted to get some of his work, and that's where their sound kind of started. Was the three of them? Then mm-hmm. they started doing more stuff. But like I said, they um they they were doing something weird was going on with them. So the album was being sold like on the road, but it didn't come out. And that that was their big push because they were getting a lot of pub, and I think they should have dropped that second album. So I mean. Mm, I think this is like the the the, the discussion that will the never ending discussion because all right. So what's why, the next why, why don't we wrap it up with this? Why don't we wrap it up with this? Ready? Yeah. For yep. all of us, what's what's the longest and shortest projects we've made? Okay. Um, shoot. Longest project I've made is something called um. I I, I Winston's appeal. I think there's sixteen joints on that, and is one it? of the songs has. Tw- yeah, and one of the songs has 21 MCs on it. That shit is long, Z. I was listening to that the other day. <laughs> that shit is long. I'm and on my that. shortest project, yeah, my shortest project is this um, something me and Zilla did together called the uh, Brody EP. And that's yeah. about six songs. That's good yeah. luck. That's my longest and shortest. Alaska. Um, My shortest is the Words Hurt record, The Attitude. It is nine songs, and I think it is a total of 13 minutes. Perfect. Um, and then the longest is probably Sweep the Leg. Mm. Oh, was it 18 on there? I think so. It was long. Yeah, it was 18. really fucking long and painful. 
<laughs> I, I gotta hear this album. I don't think I've ever heard Sweep the Leg. You never listen to Sweep the Leg? Oh, oh, I'll send it to you. Sweet I Sweet think I know me. the singles. Well, I, don't, take, I don't know the album. Yeah, I'll take you down the rabbit hole with me one day. I'll, I'll, I'll take you on my my um my Hangar 18 Hall of uh, Fame. I'll send it to you. We'll, we'll, skip, we'll, we'll, we'll skip some yeah, tracks. I don't know. You gotta kind of jump I, around. Yeah, like I, don't, I don't know Sweep the Leg. I remember Multiplied on debut. I remember like putting it on the shelf at the record store and like playing it and have i remember like the, i remember everything yeah, about multi-platinum that one. got beat slope on there oh man I yeah i remember i remember everything slope. about that one oh, specifically man. like what was going on and then by the time sweep the leg came out i was like huh i was like uh, i was like oh these dudes yep. are back and i would always bring them up the last guy i'd be like yo hang 18 zilla would make this face and when we first started banging zilla what's your longest and shortest project uh, my longest project is my first mixtape, Bring Me the Head of Zilla Rockets, 22 songs long. Ooh. Wow. And this was 2008, so this is like mixtape era. Wait, were the skits the songs? I remember the skits there's, there's the like, songs. No, there's, there's, right? like, there's like three beat interludes that are just instrumentals uh, to break up the action. Because I was on some ASAP shit float where like, you know, Blockhead did the fucking breakfast with Blockhead, lunch with Blockhead, dinner with Blockhead. So I did like uh, three, three beat interludes. So it's really nineteen songs. It's really nineteen yeah, songs. <laughs> pretty indulgent, my friend. Truly, it's nineteen songs. But, pretty narcissistic, uh, but not. But when it came out, I, I got really good reviews, and pe- no one knocked me for it. That was the funny part. No one was like, oh, "This is way too fucking long." Um, I think the shortest one is probably probably the full spectrum EP. It's probably like five songs. Six songs, and that, but how and how many remixes on there? Like it was like I mean, there's literally there's only two, two original songs, right? songs, and then like three remixes, probably of the Something two like songs, that. right? Yeah, remixes of the two, okay, of the two songs. So okay. yeah, that that was yeah that was out, and uh, that's still available. It's out there, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was that was more like a maxi single. Oh wait, how long is Griff Company? Shit, seven, seven. Songs? Yeah, yeah, because me and you both oh, get a solo no, no, no. song, and then elusive no. Philly crime, yeah, Three, Philly crime, two. killer inside me, Shabazz Brothers, Billy Bats. So that all right, so that would be the shortest. That's the shortest Wrecking Crew project. Is, no, uh, Major Griff Crimes Company. is like five songs. Major Crimes Crimes is five songs. Yeah, and then what's our yeah, longest we got, we got project? A short shit. We got um, Wolf Pop. like Wolf-Pulp. 14, 16 14, joints. 16 joints. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of shit on there. Available on CD at reckoncrew.bandcamp.com with three bonus joints. Only on CD. Um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, so it's, it's been interesting, like, making really long, ridiculous shit and then making really short shit. Yeah. Like, I don't know people who can keep making long shit. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you function. As a fan of music, I don't really want long shit. No. There's nothing, like, even, like, the longest shit I'll listen to is a jazz record, and that's mostly like I could just put it on in the background. And you know, right. like it's sort of there, filling the space and making the the ambiance mm-hmm. better. But like, right. you know, I don't want a long hip hop record. Like as much as I love the Quelle Chris record, I even think that's a little deep. And that says more about my attention span than it does about him. Like I just don't have the attention span for that shit. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's too, like, like, there's just so many fucking things to listen to, and you can do it at any second. Mm-hmm. 
And so, like, like when I told you guys before, like, when, when I'm in my car and my son takes my phone and I, all I can do is play a CD or listen to the radio, when I play that CD, I'm not listening to anything else. And it's, like, really refreshing. Versus my phone, like, today I was like, oh, I, I want to listen to the Rock Marcy DJ Muggs album. And I'm, that, I'm like, I'm like, man, this really is not good. And then I was like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna jump to the, the, the DJ Muggs Ito album. This Ito, is banging. Oh, yeah. I love that That's shit. The and then I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, you know what? I haven't listened to in a while. The Muggs and Mayhem the Run albums. So then I jump right into yep. like the first four songs off that. Where in the yeah. past it was like I would just listen to the Rock Marcy Muggs album. I could only, right. if, you know, I what mean, like I, that would have been my only option. Well, you know? they, now we we didn't mention this in the main show, and I do got a role for, but um. The iPod culture did a lot to probably then we got into the playlist. So, you know. Right. And now in the streaming thing is like every so you don't you don't have to download it on anything. You just play fucking anything ever. That dropped yeah. four minutes ago. That that's on next to my physical of fucking I don't know, Black Rob. My I'm Black more Rob likely scene. I mean, I think it could just be it's like sort of the culture of like ADD for music. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would much rather listen to a playlist I made than sit through an album. Mm. Or just go All to right, an fellas, artist. Yeah. Like go to an I gotta artist roll. in my playlist. All right, man. I got to roll, y'all. Yeah. All right. Night. Peace. Night. Peace. Peace. Go to like an artist in my playlist mm-hmm. and just pick that artist and hit shuffle. Mm. You know what I mean? Instead of listening to a record. It is Zilla Rocker, one-third of the Call-Out Culture Podcast, member of Wrecking Crew, Career Crooks and all that. Check it. I got a couple things I want you to go check out right now. My new album, 96 Mentality, available on CD and tape and digi, plus t-shirts, dad hats, trucker hats, baby sneakers and all that. Peep at $3pistol.com. You could also check my last couple projects, Hard Boiled EP and future former rapper album via POW recordings, all available at $3pistol.com. Go check them. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support, guys. Peace. Yeah, I, I, it's, it, when I do find somebody that I really like, then I'll, I'll dig and like play their albums. So I can find like that one album where I'm like, I know this one's always crazy. And then I'll be like, all right, cool. I fuck with that album from them a lot, but I like their you know, other random shuffle songs I could play. Like, I'm like that with uh, Jenny Lewis. Okay. Like, I fuck with her new album. I fuck with some, a lot of her catalogs. But, like, she has one album called Acid Tongue, where I'm like, when I just want to listen to her, I just play that shit, like, front to back. Yeah. Because, like, that, that joint's got, like, everything I like about her in one album. You know what I mean? I don't skip okay. shit. But the rest of her stuff, like, because she's got, you know, she her, she's changed her style and sound a lot. So I do that shit too, like you know, discover people and like browse their records and hear what 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 their lane is, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I like this, I like this version of this motherfucker the best. And then fucking did did, did you did you peep that Rock Marcy DJ Muggs album? No. Chaos from last year. You're not a Rock Marcy guy. No. That's crazy. I mean, I, yeah, just it just oh, never hit okay. me. You know? Well, well, I'm I'm not talking about that album. I'm talking about Rock Marcy in general. Yeah, no, I know. I, I know people love him and swear by him, and I see that he's dope, but it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, wow. Hmm. I, I'm just at this point where it's like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, I guess, but it's like, I want to hear somebody that's doing something really different. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? It's a like, shame, because he, he, he just I've heard that genre so many. Rap forever. Yeah, he like, 
re resuscitated it, and then there's like the, the whole industry now off of what he did ten years ago. Yeah, and then he just he just keeps turning it out. You know what I mean? He just didn't know like everybody would be jacking that shit. Yeah, and and I know there's people that I like that are like his sons. There's, yeah, there's like, a lot of sons. Is a like, lot. I like Sonny Jim, and Sonny Jim is his son. Uh, yeah, Sonny Jim, like it's, but and that's the thing. It's like taking variations of something that works. Like, well, yeah. what's what? What's your spin on this style right now? Okay, cool. But he, uh. It's like interesting to listen to him and DJ Muggs album because it's like it's it's the worst Muggs album of all the ones okay. he's put out. Because like so only because it's like it seems like they it doesn't sound like they made it together. It seems like emailed. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, but because I read all the Muggs interviews and he talks at length about like hanging out with Mayhem Loren, hanging yeah. out with Ito, hanging out with Makami, hanging out with Crime Apple. He's putting his album out. And with Rock Marcy, he doesn't. Talk about like hanging out. He just okay. talks about you know like the album and all that. But uh, but then it, it takes you to a pace of like, it's it's up to the artist to pick out the hottest shit. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the producer's gonna play you shit and be like, you like this, you want this one. Whereas like all the other dudes like pick out the better beats that fit them than Rock Marcy does with Mugs. Yeah, like he picks like like all over the place type shit like trap shit like pimp shit like like ornate orchestra orchestral shit and you're like uh okay whereas the rest of the dudes are like yo I'm, a, I'm an east coast rapper i rap this way these are the beats that work with that i'm done thank you mm-hmm. or like the mahami one mahami's like i'm a very mysterious interesting weird dude and that's how the beats are like the beats aren't like just loops you know what I mean? It's kind of it's kind of fascinating to see. Like, I guess it'd be another topic we could do another time. Like, <laughs> like well, I remember an like, interview with him where he was talking about that. Like, you know, he might have been the one I sent you. That might have been it. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. He was talking about like you know he needs to like have somebody that's like bringing their own thing and like creating their own lane. Yeah. And then he can yeah. work with them. Like he finds that interesting. Dude, like the I even was playing the Cypress, the one he did with them, uh, Elephants on Acid last year. Yeah, that shit is. I mean, like the rhyming is like not good, but the beats in the hook, like the beats are all like like Indian sitar, like ayahuasca shaman shit. Nice. And then it's just like, and then the hooks are really fucking cool. It's just like those dudes at this stage of their lives and their career, they're just kind of like caricature rappers, like they're just like saying phrases to like like what i always like about you is i always said like you you can just say like what your life is like right now and put it in a song yeah you're like those dudes are still like you know like i'm I'm smoking weed with the devil in hell you know what i mean it's like <laughs> you're that bro it's like they have to still be like like this superhero type of villain and rapper or whatever like archetype shit um so like it sounds weird hearing them do that shit, but the beats are fucking. He's like talk about a dude that's just not gonna be redundant. No, and th- <sighs> does not get the props he deserves. He doesn't care. That's what I love about him. Yeah, it's great. But you like, know, think I, about I think how much as... money they make off off jump around every year. Just him. Oh my god! Yeah. Like every fucking basketball game still plays that shit. And you know what? It's still a fucking dope song. Even though that joint is crazy. The fuck out. It's oh, 
Because it's, it's it's like it's not like you could never be like, yep, that that's gonna be a hit for twenty five years. Yeah, no. <laughs> nobody. Like when you make that shit, and yeah. that's a fascinating. Oh, th- did I tell you that the the, the Frank Zappa thing? Um, what Frank Zappa thing? Oh, uh, so there there was like this short video of Barry sent it to me. It's a it's an interview with Zappa. I think like in the mid eighties, early nineties, maybe. Um, definitely. Okay. Not that much longer, but. He was just talking about he was like in the industry. He was like, you know what changed the music industry? He said, everyone says, oh man, like the 60s, man. Like all the best music was made then. Like all this experimental, like awesome, influential shit. He's like, you know why that, that happened? He said, because back then the industry was run by old men with cigars being like, man, like what's all this weird hippie shit? I don't know. Who knows what the hell it is? I don't know. Let's just put it out. Whatever. He's like, and and those became like seminal albums. He said, and after years of that, actual hippie musicians started coming to labels, being like, "You don't know what's going on, old man. I know how. I know what's popping. I know what the hits are." He's like, and then those people got in charge and started only selecting and pumping like the most formulaic, trendy shit. Because they're like, "I know better than you, man. I'm. I live this life, man. You're just like some old guy in a fucking." skyscraper what do you know about music yeah, he's like but it was actually those dudes that made everything formulaic and corporate and cookie cutter and redundant he said because what they didn't realize was the old dudes with the cigars at least knew i don't know what the fuck was going on with this i don't know yeah just put it out yeah. i don't know what's happening versus just the, artist. the artist alone right versus the artist being like no man it's got to be this man no like this is really big right now man we're gonna do this too no because this is big He's like, and once all those guys got jobs, they create like the corporate record label structure, you know. Yeah. And this is him saying this shit like in the eighties. That's amazing. Yeah, it's funny. It's I like, was watching an episode of The Simpsons. I think it was called like The Simpsons Sell Out or something like that. Okay. And it was, you know, it was from like the nineties or something, and and it basically had like people that were like TV executives, so the same sort of thing, like these people that would come in and sort of like just drop marketing lingo and sort of like. Mm-hmm. You know, like the way they <laughs> record labels would be like, oh, you got to get your licensing here. You got to get your like 360, blah, blah, blah. Just basically like like business lingo. Mm-hmm. And I started realizing like there's every fucking business. Once it takes off, those people fucking come in. Mm-hmm. Like you look at like digital culture now and like you know, sort of like the dot com culture and the app culture. Mm-hmm. Like it was dope because people that were creating were creating this new world that was like sort of. No rules, nothing to it. You just fucking do it. Right. And then those people came in. Yeah. And fucking just sucked the life out of it. Basically, Justin Timberlake in the social network. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. yeah. Or like, um, what was it in um, Atlanta where they went to Spotify? Oh, my God. Those dudes are the so worst. Like those dudes in Spotify being like, oh, hey, man, like trying to be down with the artists and oh, shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, those dudes are the worst. Yeah, you're right. Those dudes are always going to exist. Ugh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, well, that, that, that's why you, you hated music after a while. Yeah. I mean, it really, Rightfully like, so. the things that I, I loved about music, I forgot about because of all that. Yeah, I, I, I love that I never have to deal with that shit ever. It's, it's fantastic. Like, I sent him out my, uh, my email blast today to my, my Bandcamp artist app. I hit all my people that really want to check for me. 
and then I'm done. Yeah. I'm not paying anybody to fucking try to, you know, like, make me like a curated dude. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? I'm a I thought just... influencer. No. Like, I, I just, I'm at the point now where, like, I mean, I like when people buy my music and it feels good, but mm-hmm. I don't care about it. Like, that's the last thing I care about, it. like, the money. Right. You know, it's like, it's not going to be that much money anyway. Right. You know, it's it's nice to get it, but it's not like, it's, I'm not going to be able to pay rent if I don't get it. Or, you know, yeah, like, I, I just, I just like, I just like to recoup. As long as I can recoup, I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really it. I'm not, like, trying to take a yeah. bath on something. I get way more geeked if somebody buys something on Bandcamp and leaves a comment than I do if, you know, they give me ten dollars. Which, which Bandcamp takes anyway? So. Yeah. Pretty They're like, yep, your revenue. Thanks, thanks for that. Your revenue share. Now you're squared away. Yeah. Like, all right, time. fair enough. I mean, it's a better deal than most places. Yeah, that's true. You know, take the, it the off. thing that I I never had to deal with before on them because I only did digital mm-hmm. was that they take money off of your merch on the back end. Which I, what do you mean? You know, like, so you sell like, you know, say you sell like ten cassettes, mm-hmm. right? So they don't get to take the cut off of your merch, right? But then when you sell your next digital download, yeah, they, they get you, yeah, off of that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that Which happened is to fine. Me this week, I get it. You know, they gave me the platform and shit. You know, yeah, they gave me all that yeah. shit. But then it's like, I'm like, oh shit, I got twenty dollars coming to me, and then I look at it, oh four, right? I forgot about that. You know? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I yeah, just, there you go. I just yeah. That's cool. Walking around the apartment. Yeah, no, that, that that just happened to me this past week. I had my my pre sales up for ninety six mentality. I got some T shirts, CDs, tapes, and my homie did the digital, and they were like, "Yep, we took that one." Yep. I was like, "All right, man." The new shirts are dope, by the way. Thanks, bro. Thanks, yeah, man. I've been I've been sitting on them for a hot minute, so I'm yep. waiting for uh, I'm waiting for my my homie to um. Get the ball rolling with that because he's got like, he's like buying and selling a house and in the middle of a lot of like super adult shit. Like right when I'm finally getting ready to get all this stuff off the ground. But yeah, he, he was, he hooked that shit up like so early. We were like, all right, yeah. And so I was, uh, yeah, I'm into it. I just, I'm excited to get that one out too. Just, I have, I've been sitting on that record for like a year. Yeah. Just because I had to get out like other shit that was like on the dock. Like it's, it was the fastest album I ever made and like the, quickest in terms of like coming out from when I first made it but it's still like over a year which is weird you know what I mean like I've never been able to put out something like I I, I started in January it's out in June it's always be like I started in January I finished it around this time well then I had five other things happen now I gotta wait till next January or September to put it out so I'm waiting I'm waiting to catch that wave of like I, I made it this year this is how I'm feeling this year it's out this year yeah, you know I mean, mean it's still good that you yeah. have everything lined up though. You got all those releases, you know. Yeah, it's 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 still cool. You know, it's just like I just want to be like in the moment when something like like be lined up at the same time. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, but it was like the first problem I made like really fast, where I was just like, fucking two minute songs. You know what I mean? Like not thinking hard, writing, like just hearing a beat, reacting. Yeah. A lot of that shit was it's very like off the cuff. I know. I want to start doing that. I think on my next project, I want to do that. But, but that's how. But, but the crazy thing that that's you know, me and Cash talked about this today, earlier. But like that's exactly how I make everything now. Like like that gave that showed me I could do it for for a project. Yeah. 
So now that's all I do. That's how I just did the whole new Career Crooks album. That's how I'm doing the new album with um, Chong Wizard. Like, and, like, just put it. And, and the best part is, now, like, you want to do features or songs, I'll only have, like, 10, 12 bars ready when I go to record it. And then I'll be like, yeah. all right, when I'm recording it, I'll think of some shit in the moment. And I'll add on to finish out, you know, a 16-bar verse or a hook. And that's what I did. So with I, these I like dudes, I like um, make myself go into it without everything lined up. Say that again. That's what I did with these dudes over the weekend, where it was like I had like eight oh, bars. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me throw a quick four on there and finish this like twelve bar verse, and then mm-hmm. um just like wrote a twenty bar verse like right on the spot, boom. That's the best. Like, you know, it wasn't like I didn't get lost in my own head. Like you know, I I cut out some shit that didn't work, but it wasn't like oh, I got to find the fucking perfect whatever. Like, yeah, know, man. Just do this and like. That's you know, fucking cool, man. A little flaw in the delivery. It might not be the perfect fucking nah. delivery, but it's got good energy. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah. I was just saying to Castro, I was like, I remember like when when Blueprint came out with Jay Z, like the Jay Z album, and I was like very like stern about when that came out. I was like in a very serious like rap phase in my life, and I was like, man, this shit is weak. Like he ain't even rhyming like that on this album. And it's like when I play it now, I'm like, that shit is so hot. Because he's just fucking feeling it. And he's just like, he made the album in like three weeks. You know what I mean? Just like, all right, yeah, I'm fucking with this. Even like Renegade, you know what I mean? Like he walked into a finished song between fucking Eminem and Royce. And I was like, yo, I need this song. And so I was like, oh, like you got you got smashed by Eminem. I'm like, yeah, he did. But he was even being like, yeah, I cannot rap this guy. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm going to just be like, you know, doing my thing. Talking how I want to talk about my shit, and that'll be. And I'm cool with that. And I'm like, all right, that shit yes, is. It's cool, and you you hear how he's got he got so much better after Blueprint. Yeah, like man. people say Blueprint oh. Two sucked, and Blueprint Two nah. has a lot of fucking fat on it. But the oh, shit yeah. where he fucking spazzes out, Hovey it was baby. Like he jumped oh, his God. style to a next level. It was like, holy fuck. Yeah, he's going nuts on here, and, and then Black Album it was like Jesus. Yeah, he smashes that. Even even yeah. American Gangster, he goes he goes in on that shit. Yeah, he goes in, and even and then, like um, what's that shit like that? Show me what you got song. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's over the uh, E horn and uh, yeah, Jake horn. Come. Like he goes off mm-hmm. on that shit. He's he's. Did you ever peep the the S dot Carter mixtape? Oh yeah, dude, he stole oh. Joe Budden's beat. Yo, that he fucking went crazy on that shit. Yeah. Like, like, like they Joe Budden on them in Just Blaze like made that shit, and I get it. Yeah, but they made that so that he could smash it someday. Oh, I you know I what I mean? Can't listen to Joe Budden's version anymore. I can only listen to no. Jay Z's version. When he says he says you ain't no athlete, you Sean Bradley. Yeah, <laughs> that shit was the. <laughs> <laughs> he says he what he says you ain't no athlete. He's like I ain't talking about nobody in particular. My flow is just vehicular homicide when I'm kicking up dust. Anybody in my way is a car crash waiting to happen, brother. What? Ooh. He goes off on and that's and that's and that's and that's that's right there is the beginning of him stealing the entire young Chris flow. Cause yep. that is all young. That's crazy. That was yo, he took that motherfucker's whole shit with his blessing. Yeah. Like Philly'd out. I was like, wow. Yeah, that shit is 
What was the other joint he snapped onto? Um, the uh, excuse me, miss remix that la 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 oh, yeah. shit. I was just thinking. I have that a twelve it. inch. He crushed. And then that there's shit. also like that um, Punjabi MC shit. Oh, he kills that joint. Oh, yeah, he goes OC, off. On. You don't stop, Punjabi MC. You don't stop. Yo, he fucking annihilates that shit. Oh my god. I love it, dude, man. And but but then the flip the flip side is like when I when I when I listen to Volume One, he's rapping so fucking like there's a lot of words, and he's got like so it's like such it's such meticulously crafted shit. But then when you get to that phase later, like after Blueprint, when he's all about like the vibe, like he yeah. still goes crazy, but it's not as like super intricate, layered, double entendred out. Like it's. It's a very different dude. I think dude. it's better. That's what I was saying to Castro. He was like saying, he was like, I wouldn't even know what to do. Yeah. And I was saying, because he's like, he's like really like stuck off me and not writing anymore. And I was like, I was like, the way, the, he, he's the best freestyle I've ever seen. I told him, I was like, the way you freestyle is very like, he could tell stories, he could be funny, he could talk about hitting on a girl and then losing his bus pass. But when he writes rhymes, it's, it's, it's a totally switch. It's a different switch. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, like Steph Curry, like in shoot around, like hitting fucking 70 footers at ease. Yeah. But then in a game, he would, he would, he would only take like 15 foot jump shots. It's like, yeah, okay. but you, you can hit 70 footers. You can do that like yeah. really whenever the fuck you feel like it. But it's like, yeah. no, in a game time, I, I would never do that. Right. So what Castro was saying that, so I was saying, I was like, if you, we just did a show at a live band where like. And we, we've done two shows with them. We're like, we freestyle parts. We have songs we do. And I said to him, I was like, when you freestyle with the band, you're, you're all in the moment. You're, you know, your shit is real simple. And, you know, it's a crowd pleaser. I was like, but then there's other songs with the band where you're, you're rhyming about, you're taking verses from songs. And you're rhyming about fucking Johnny Mnemonic and wormholes and shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I was like, but you take all that pride and put all those things in a row. I was like, but it's literally like two completely different approaches. I was like, but you can do both of them. You just relegate one only like to live shows. I was like, so with me, it's like, and I used to be like that too, like very, very meticulous, like handcrafting verses and being fastidiously engaged. And now I'm like, no, I'll just like freestyle in my car. And then yeah. I'll just record that shit and then just build it and and go from there. And it'll be just Funny, as cool. I, I, used, I used to have friends of mine that, weren't like rap friends they were just like friends that loved rap music mm -hmm. and they would always be like you know they were they were good because they were honest and they would be like you know this shit's cool this shit's cool this isn't so cool and they're like you got to get the energy you have when you're freestyling because when mm. you're freestyling i used to be real good at freestyle i can't freestyle anymore but i used to be really good yeah i'm, I'm they're like I'm, when I'm you're freestyling iffy. you're in the track like you're on it like you have that energy whereas like with your writings it's like you kind of get lost in it too much scripted yeah 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 it's like it's like different really the difference between like like jay-z and nas yeah like nas is a very meticulous writer and his dad's a jazz musician he's got the best voice and his flow is ill but like the mu the musicality that jay the energy of jay you know his ad libs like that you you can't do that if you're reading paper just doesn't like. Do you ever watch like when, in that? What was that movie he did? The, what the fuck when, when he when he's making ninety nine problems. 
Oh the, yeah, the uh, fade the, to black shit. Yeah, the fade to black shit. When he's like, yeah. when he's doing, when he's doing ninety nine pro, and then when he's doing um dirt off your shoulder, yeah. and you're seeing like all the things they didn't keep on the track that he's doing, like yeah. different line setups, ad libs, voices, and them shits. He ain't re- and no, no paper in front of him. Yeah, and those are like smash fucking hits. <laughs> yeah, like all time bangers. I was like, I, man, I kind of want to try that with a record. Like, I just want to go in the studio with beats and freestyle, it, like man. nothing prepared. Just go it's in, best, freestyle. Dude. If something works, keep it. If it doesn't, that's get it. Get rid of it. That's the yo. That's that's the best, dude. It's fun, yeah. and I mean, it, and when you go, when you go to perform them shits. It's they're so yeah. much easier to memorize. It's so yeah. easy. Like I, I performed a, a new career crook song two times that I wrote like in January in my car driving. So when it came for me to actually perform it, I'm like, I already know this shit. You know what I mean? Like I said the verse a thousand times building it in my head. And then when you're doing your head, you make it real simple anyway, because you can't like look at it. No, and you can't have that like complexity in there. Right. It's like you don't have to remember like how it's lined up and what parts you took a breath and like the little notes you make for yourself when you're writing and yeah. you know what I mean like the further performance and all that. It's it's really fascinating. Like it's like the only thing I write now is like me and Castro's like our, our next project, like a back and forth, like two bars each joint. So we'll so we'll, we'll be at work texting each other to shit. And that's that's like the first thing I've written all year, like writing it down. It's like really yeah, bizarre. I did some shit with that dude Des like that where we just texted back and forth. <laughs> it's the best. And it was like, yeah. it was a pretty fun song, but you know, it still didn't like, it ended up not, it's not as good as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, our, our voices didn't work well together. Ah. I don't think, you know, like there's, that's an important thing you need. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. That shit is rough, bro. But let's wrap it up, man. Yeah. So there you have it. EPs. Started talking about EPs and LPs. Ended up talking about skits and then reworking records. So essentially, what we're saying is none of this shit matters. It's what you like. <laughs> Just fucking go with it, I guess. This is, hey, man. Fucking, you want to make yeah. a one song album these days? Make that shit 30 minutes? John yep. Cage type, that, that type of shit? We're with Do it. Do it. You want to make yeah, forty seven songs? Zilla's like gonna be? remix it on. Uh, I'm gonna rearrange it anyway. Okay, rearrange I'm it. So re- yeah, do what you gotta uh, yeah, do. Because I don't, I don't like, I don't trust you, man. So I'll, I'll rearrange your shit, and I mean, and I'll be happier that way. There you go, bong bong, bong. All right, black culture next time. fuckers. Later, peace, peace. <laughs>